said, give me a hell yeah. I said, give me a hell yeah. What up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. We're going to do it one more time. The Road to WrestleMania, the epilogue version. We're going to recap some of the stuff that happened at the show, but more importantly, we have someone who was there live in attendance on the floor taking pictures with Travis Brown. It is Big D. Yes, indeed. I made a lot of high roller friends this weekend, bro. What a I have wined and dined with kings and queens and slept an ass and dined on pork and beans. <laughs> so from what I've seen, you had a fantastic time yesterday. I had a great time the whole weekend, really. I mean, there were some things that went on that I didn't like, which I'm not going to get to on here, which doesn't involve anybody you know. But the, most of the things that went on were good, and I had a great weekend. I, I, I ate a lot. Which sucks. I was. I'm starting a new diet, but screw it. I'm in New Orleans, and the food is so damn good. You said that you had the best sandwich of your life. See, that's the thing. I- I'm gonna tell you this. All right. When I first went to New Orleans, like in 2014 for WrestleMania 30, I was skeptical. Everyone's like, "Oh, the food, the food," you know. And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." I live in Tampa. Tampa has really good restaurants. Florida overall has great restaurants. Miami. Miami's like a better New Orleans now. Not before, but now. The hurricane really did a lot of damage. But anyways, um. And it was really that damn good, bro. I ate like a damn pig. I don't regret it. I had nothing. Well, I was only there for two days. Uh, you were only there for two days too, but we we like, two and a half. missed two each and other. Half. Yeah. Um, I had uh, jambalaya. I had gumbo. Oh, well, I, I me too. Me too. I, yeah. I had a po' boy. It was amazing. I just I, if I lived in New Orleans, I'd be like five hundred pounds. Uh, I, I know, and actually, what's funny about that is I had a woman when we, me and uh, and Travis, uh, Travis, I say Travis, me and Lawrence and Mike. Um, by the way, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Lawrence Guy from the New England Patriots and Mike Danos from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we went to a little restaurant there, and uh, the woman we we're talking about the food, and the woman's like. She didn't recognize, uh, you know, us as, as celebrities and all that. But no, I'm kidding. But no, all joking aside, she. Um, she told us she's like, oh, you guys are from out of town. Like, yeah. She's like, yeah. And we talked about like, man, we lived here. There's no way we could, you know, be in any kind of shape. And she was like, yeah. The woman was like, oh, it's so, it's so good, but it's so fattening. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, because it, it is, it is. You know what I mean? It really is fattening. It is. It totally is. It's all fried and and hearty and thick and flowery. Oh it's amazing. God. And it's salty too. Like I had some gumbo that was freaking, it was good though, man. I had alligator. Did you get alligator? I did not. I don't, I didn't think I was going to like it and I loved it. It tastes just like regular sausage. So wait, what was the sandwich you said was the best one you ever had? Uh, I think it was a crawfish po' boy. That's ridiculous. So it's like lobster essentially. It well, tasted like lobster. Cause I was going to get the, uh, I was going to get the shrimp one like you but then I asked the waiter which the best one was, and he said that, and it was like the chewiest, uh, most fantastic seafood meat that I've that I've had in a po' boy. See, the thing is, I hate crawfish, but in New Orleans, there's something about the way they make it there that's just 
Yeah, bro. It's it, it's the right stuff. Like it's it really is the right stuff, yo. What a I mean, the city's kind of a dump. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, it's not my favorite city at all, but uh, the food is is the best part, definitely. Uh, you know, I didn't really get to hit Bourbon Street like a lot of the a lot of the crew from F4W because I didn't have I didn't have uh, as much time, but. From what I from what I gather, those guys had a lot of fun, um, but uh, it, you know it, it, was, it entirely depends on, on whether or not you drink. That's really what it comes down to. Okay, so speaking of drinking, okay, so I, I'll actually kick it off. I, I really want to get to your experience. We'll, we'll talk about your WrestleMania experience being there live. We'll talk about my experience watching. I'm sure there's some similarities and some differences, but we talk about. Uh, Wally Mania, which was you know the first thing that I did uh, on Thursday. I sat about five people away from Wally Mania at the show, bro. Yeah, Wally is a huge wrestling fan. He showed up with a few other dudes, man, and they looked so familiar, but I couldn't really point out who they were. So, um, you want to know the power uh, of Wally? He's very powerful. He got our boy. Big Dave to take a shot. I heard that. I heard that. In fact, were you the one that told Brian on the freaking show? Because I heard your name on the – I popped, bro, when I heard your name on the on the Observer Live, bro. I said, what did he just say? I had to rewind that shit to make sure it was really you. Yeah, I, 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 was, in the, I was just throwing – So you were hanging out with millionaires just like I was, bro. We, had, we did have a good weekend. <laughs> I, I was just in the background uh, doing doing work while, while they were doing the show. But – um. Wale Mania, uh, this is not really your scene because you're not that kind of, you know, you, you don't really like to go to the clubs and stuff. But I think I you thought of that, though. I but, that. but I think you would have enjoyed um, the experience of just being around a lot of the people. Uh, you know, uh, you get to see a lot of the divas who came through. And I'll tell you, um, you know, Alicia Fox, I don't think she had a, a, a great uh, Saturday, but. Uh, Brother, I heard some stories about her that I'm not going to say on the air, right? Uh, yeah. And she did you, not have a great Saturday. You can tell me those off air. But, um, like, she was there, and she's really pretty in person. Like, just, like, tall. And, like, I and, sat next to her so many times at the at the South Tampa Press Box Bar. She's sexy, bro. Um, Jungle feet. You know, you know, and, and, and Mickey James, uh, you know, people will say, oh, she's a little bit older. But for, you know, for whatever, for her age or for even somebody younger, very pretty in person. Um, there, uh, you, you remember, uh, what was uh, Melina Ruka's uh, WWE name? Um, Rosa Mendez. Rosa right? Mendez. Rosa Mendez. Yeah. She she's really pretty in yes, person. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. So you know you could see all these folks, and you know also you know Biggie was there. Your boy Biggie, um, and he's just gigantic. Uh, Mojo was there, but uh, my favorite person to chat with was Kenny King, and and I, I don't know if oh, you know why. Lord. I don't know if you know why he was my favorite person to chat with. Uh, because he made an appearance on my brother and me when he was like ten. That's all I can think of. <laughs> well, I've talked to him a few times. That guy. I was around before that guy even made it. Was he, it about tough enough? No, it wasn't about tough enough. I walked up to him and I said, you know, I said, hey man, I don't even want to talk to you about wrestling at all. Let's talk about the Bachelorette. Oh man, you know it's funny. The Bachelorette. It was the producer of the Bachelorette was Christian Harloff, who used to work. 
on uh, on uh, what do you call it on in WWE as a writer. He just started a new wrestling podcast, and I'm going to put my name in the hat to be a part of that podcast. That'll be dope. On Collider. Yeah, I met that dude. He's the guy with the schmoes. I, he's following me on Facebook and everything. He's uh, hopefully he'll he'll say yes because that would be awesome if I end up doing a podcast with those guys. But what, did, did, is he going to accept you because of all of your uh, Last Jedi hate? That's a good question, bro. You know what? I might just. <laughs> I might just fuck myself out of it, bro. I love The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson is a bold, visionary director, and he wrote a compelling and 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 gutsy uh, character arc for Luke Skywalker there. All right. Um, I like how you just pretty much called him a stooge and a Disney sellout because you, you let me tell you why that's funny. He's been called that nonstop since December, dude. That's you're you're treading over some dangerous water right now. Ugh. Oh man, and, and then the the Han Solo trailer came out today. Um, all right, I thought it was it's okay. So uh, quickly, um, Wally Mania w- w- was was a lot of fun. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler was there. I got to hang out with him a little bit. He's a very was nice Carlos guy. Carlos and Oscar there. So you know who that is, Carlos. No, they were Oscar. not there. I did not see them. There. What about MVP? MVP was there. MVP is a very big big dude. He, you know, because because when you go to Wally Mania. You see a lot of the wrestlers there, you know, lots of guys. Evan Bourne w- was there. Um, uh, Rich Rich Swan was there. And what you realize? What about Dangerous Dan Belton, bro? No, Peach Machine there's was not a, there's there. There's a name for the past, bro. Peach Machine was not there. Uh, Different but, era. But the thing is, is like you notice how small these guys are, and so when you see somebody who's like gigantic, like a Mojo or an MVP, they really stand out. Obviously, Big E. But uh, one of the funniest things is as I was talking to Kenny King, um, talking about all things Bachelorette, uh, he was uh, some one. I don't know if it was like a, a bodyguard for Wale. It was just a very big dude. This dude is probably like six five, like two seventy five. He wasn't a wrestler. I, I did not recognize him as a wrestler, but he was trying to get through. And you know, we're kind of in the back room, and it's it's really packed back there. And so he walks right by Kenny and he kind of puts his hands on Kenny's shoulders as if to say, you know, excuse me. But there wasn't really enough room for him to get through, even if Kenny like tried to get super skinny. So instead, he kind of turns Kenny on a pivot, like if you're a basketball player on your pivot foot. And he like maneuvers Kenny perpendicular to how he was. And then he just walks through. And so Kenny goes, Kenny looks at me and he's like, wait, did he just like move me like if i was a gate did he just open me like a gate and so he was so he walked (laughs) (laughs) jesus what a night and so he walks up to the guy and you know i'm thinking like oh no like i hope there's like not gonna be problems but no kenny wanted to go over him and dap him up and go like my guy you you literally just kind of like just you know kind of picked me up and moved me so that you could get through it so it was kind of funny um, but yeah, man, like lots of, lots of fun people at Wally mania. And then, you know, Wally just puts on a fantastic show. I'm, I don't know if I'm necessarily a fan of, of him as an MC, as much as I am a fan of him as like just an entertainer. He's a really, really good entertainer. Um, right. But, but, but so that was, I my, agree with that. That was, that was my Friday night. And then Saturday I was just at like all just wrestling show after wrestling show after wrestling show. Saw lots of great matches. Um, saw um, Matt uh, Matt Riddle and Will Osprey, and uh, those guys did a did a really really fun match. I got to see uh, my boy Jeff Cobb against Minoru Suzuki, which yeah, that had to have been awesome. You know, it was good, 
but I think just the the kind of the story or the match that they wanted to put together, it wasn't necessarily to Jeff's strengths as much as it was to Suzuki's strength. Though Jeff did to did get to drop kick the shit out of him, which was great. Um, and uh, Keith Lee, who I've, I'd only seen once, he 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 went up against uh, Daisuke oh, Sakamoto, who was a geez. beast. Isn't isn't Keith Lee like amazing? Keith Lee is like uh, he's like a dream. Well, he's, he, he, he's like Bob Sapp. He's like a like a pro wrestling version of Bob Sapp. Well, well, remember Bob Sapp was a pro wrestler, but he wasn't very good. Keith Lee is like a more athletic version of Bob Sapp. Um, yeah, By the way, that, like his that personality. Yeah, I ahead. had a conversation with Mike Daniels uh, in his hotel room that you would have loved. You would. This is right about up your football? alley. Is it about football. About all sports. No, no, no. I'm getting there. It, it was. This is a. This is like a Dave Meltzer, Bill Simmons, your two for your two heroes conversation. I asked him. I said, "Okay, so if they were the same age, athletically, who would be better in the NFL, Brock Lesnar or LeBron James?" That was a great little discussion because he broke it down. He was like, he told me LeBron James. Yeah, I would agree. They would play different positions, completely different positions. Yeah, LeBron's probably like a tight end or a wide receiver. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. So you, yeah, you're impressing him right now. He's listening to this. He also <laughs> he also went into um, uh, like the kind of the the, the technicalities of being a lineman. Yeah, because because he was talking about how a lot of people don't understand. They think just linemen are just there like just to push guys, and there's a lot of science where you have to look and certain reflexes, you know, things like that. That people, I think, a lot of people just don't understand. You know, and it's just. And I asked him straight up. I go, why do you think that Lesnar? didn't make it to the Vikings because yeah. I was curious about his thoughts and his whole thing was about how him and Lesnar have different skill sets which by the way they stay at the same hotel and he told me that Lesnar was lifting weights with Sable that morning uh, Sable was there um, and he was in the gym with her and I told him I said you should have gone up to him and told him that you actually made it to the NFL and he didn't and see what oh, he would have said oh man I thought no. you were going to say he should. you should go over there and lift more weight than him that too that gym guy bro it makes you <laughs> run when you do it but yeah, he told me a lot of the science about, you know, NF. We had a lot of really good uh, again, a lot of this stuff is not going to be set on the air. A lot of really cool conversations about like the NFL and the intricacies of different teams and, you know, um it was it was very educational with with, with both him and Lawrence. Yeah, I mean cuz uh, they're they're probably really good technique guys. Uh, whereas Brock was, you know, sort of like an athletic freak who had, you know, he didn't learn the technique because he didn't play football for his whole career. But that's oh, what I, he told me. He said he said that if co- if Brock had gone to college football, would have been a different story. Um, like you know, performed it at a higher level. But right, um, right. But yeah, yeah. He talks about how as far as athleticism goes, it's a different skill set, is what he said. And he broke it down real good, man. It was good stuff. No, I, I'm actually impressed with your with your question. That was a really good question. Right. And it wasn't about Dragon Ball. Well, I'm a journalist, bro. What are we doing? <laughs> oh, we talked about Dragon Ball a lot. Oh, trust I me. can imagine. I'm, bro, these guys I'm are sure such about. marks, bro. <laughs> I couldn't. We had a whole conversation about the Dragon Ball Super finale at the at the dinner table for like, dude. We broke down all these different aspects of the storytelling and how like, you know. And if you're listening to this and you're a Dragon Ball fan, you know what I'm talking about. Like this tournament. So what they did with this tournament, right? I'll break it down for you in wrestling terminology. The tournament they just had got done doing, right? One of the themes of the tournament is that they went it went beyond good and evil. And I have a video I'm working on about this. The people in this tournament were bad guys teaming up with good guys and good guys doing bad things and bad guys doing good things. Don't that so, isn't that like a tournament in Mexico? Don't they like do something like that? Well, it's like it's sort of like the whole thing is where like okay, here's what I'm trying to tell you. They blur the lines with the baby faces and the heels mm-hmm. in Dragon Ball. 
because it's all about survival. Because the way the tournament was is if your if your universe loses, you get deleted from existence, which is that was the, which is a much bigger thing than getting a title shot at WrestleMania. Just like you know, Bray Wyatt, Jesus. Well, no, he got reincarnated, which we're going to talk about shortly. But um, <laughs> what you call it? No, and like the the tournament arc. One of the things they did that was beautiful is that they had bad guys teaming up with good guys, you know, and they did it for the right reason, which is survival. And the whole theme was. What are you willing to do to survive? Are you willing to give up your own morals and ethics to survive? Really good stuff. I'm making a video about it, but it's going to be a harder video to do because it's going to require a lot of thinking. Um, and I hate thinking. But, yeah. No, I'm just saying we had this whole deep conversation about it. It was good stuff. That's good. Okay, so I don't want to bore people with with, with my like super like pro wrestling weekend. But the one thing I will say – and uh, NXT was awesome. Well, I, I yeah, I, I watched that. I watched that when I got back home. But when I uh, when we were at the Rev Pro show, um, and Brian and Dave talked about this a little bit, but I don't think they gave it enough credence. Which is at the intermission of this show, all of a sudden I look behind me and there's a line, almost like if it was like an autograph line, and I was like looking, I was like. I didn't know that the wrestlers were signing autographs at the intermission. So I kind of got up and I was like, oh, I wonder who's signing. Because the line was like 20, like 20 people long. And all of a sudden I look over and it's the take a photo selfie with Dave Meltzer line. That's awesome. So this guy is just like, he's just taking photos with, with fans. You know, you know, they're obviously asking him questions and stuff. So I was like, oh my God. I told Brian, I was like, you know, he needs like his own WrestleCon table or something, and so then uh, uh, I, I think that's a good idea. To do more Q and A's, <laughs> and so then uh, and so then after the show, like we were like ready to leave because we had to go to the WWN show, and then we also had to get dinner. But we like there was another like fifteen people after the show getting an autograph uh, or not an autograph. I mean, he signed a couple autographs, I think, but mostly just they just wanted a selfie. What What did he sign? Like copies of like yeah, I don't know. tributes to or whatever? Should have. If they had, if they were on their game, uh, maybe if they, they had like a paper observer copy or something. That, um, I guess that'd be cool. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, uh, but yeah, this, so this, so that was, that was kind of the deal is, you know, we couldn't leave until, oh. uh, until all the customers were happy with their, with their selfie. Um, the, so, so, the thing that I want to know now, we'll, we'll we'll kick off with sort of your experience, and I know you didn't really see. I think you only saw WrestleMania live. You didn't see any other shows, but yeah, well, I watched the NXT on the network because the thing is, when the whole thing was going down with NXT, I was supposed to go hang out with Mike that night, but there was a really bad storm that hit. Like you got out right in time. I know there this, we almost, we got delayed for like an hour because of a tornado warning. Yeah, and it was like it wasn't hurricane level, but it was it was like scary, like storm. So I was just in my hotel room, just saying, "Screw this!" So everybody, when you got to the NXT building, if you got inside, you're good to go. But if you weren't inside, bro, you were gonna get rained on, and it rained very, very hard. So I watched it from the hotel room, and I was tired as hell, anyways. So, so before before I ask you the WrestleMania question, just to let folks know, yes, we'll talk about the Brock Lesnar thing. We'll talk about you know Brock and Roman in that match. We'll talk about Lesnar resigning. We'll talk about all that stuff, including all the stuff that happened on Raw tonight. Dana White being a mark, bro. I love (laughs) how all these guys. I'm sorry, but it amuses me. Millionaires, athletes, MMA fighters, rappers, CEOs. They're all marks. Hey, all of them. You gotta They're have. You gotta let your hair down sometimes. Oh, you! Sh- I'm no. It makes me feel better about it. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something right now. Look, 
I was making jokes earlier about hanging out with these NFL guys. Real talk. They're super down-to-earth dudes, man. At least the ones I hung out with. Vinny Curry, bro, is a Super Bowl champion of the earth, bro. And the dude was mad cool. Yeah. They're just, and they're, now he's coming to the Bucks, just which reg- means no more ring. They're regular dudes, man. They're, they're, just, they're just good brothers. I told him, I said, now that you're with the Bucks, bro, I said, congratulations on your ring. But now that you're with the Bucks. That's the last one you're going to get, bro. I don't <laughs> I give a fuck, bro. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. He's with the, bro, how do you go from the Philadelphia Eagles championship team to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, bro? Because uh, you know this. It's all about the money, especially yeah, well, in football actually, because, because there's no again, guaranteed bro, contracts. There are stories that I cannot tell publicly about the money, and that's where I'm going to leave it. All so. right. All right. All right. So basically what I was saying is – you know, thanks to the people on both uh, both the um, World of Geekdom YouTube channel and the Fight Game blog, uh, the or the Fight Game podcast uh, SoundCloud channel, and all the people listening on Apple Podcasts. And you know, a shout out to your old stomping grounds, uh, the KLB folks. Um, that that group, that pro wrestling group. That you're running, I heard. No, I'm not running. I heard you're helping out. That's what I was told. I just, I just like talking to most, except for one guy. I like talking to just about everybody in there. All Who's the one guy, Draven? Dudes. No, no, no. Dra- you, you know Draven. Me and Draven are cool. You know. It's, By the way, that's another thing. Real quick. I knew Bruce Pritchard was over when they showed Jerry Jarrett at the Hall of Fame, and the crowd went, you know. That's <laughs> when you know your podcast is over. <laughs> that's why but they he, signed him to do the network stuff. Bro, I found out that I was told that his download numbers, they're not quite Geekdom 101 level, but they're really, really high. So, they're, I mean, they're, they're, the problem with download numbers from what, from all the, you know, because when I, when I talk to these folks, I'm like grilling them about stuff like this, which is, I think uh, the analytics in, in the downloads are actually not fully you know, it's still kind of a new business with this podcast stuff. And unless you're actually counting downloads, like, um, rather than only yeah. streams or whatever, like it, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a, a funky thing. Like, uh, does, what is 10 seconds of them turning on a show, you know, count? Does it count the same as like listening to three hours? Like, well, so- well, yeah, but here's the way the numbers work. It's consistency. If all your shows are doing 50,000 downloads a week, that means that you have a set audience because people would – otherwise numbers would fall off. You know but what basically I mean? what I'm saying is the counting is is what could be uh, a little misleading. And I'll leave it at that because I, you know, I had some conversations. You just want to bury them because you're friends with Dave. No, well, no, no. No, look, look. Popularity is popularity, right? We know that those guys are over to their audience big time. I'm 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 just saying that from all the conversations that I've heard, the analytics uh, maybe slightly differently based on on you know new metrics and stuff. So, anyways, those guys those guys are definitely over. Like I don't I don't I don't I don't listen to them because my enjoyment comes from like learning about you know history and stuff. And and but that's all they do is cover history. What are you talking about? Yeah, but it's all. Like revisionist, and I just, no, I'm not into that. No, no, come on, bro. Take off the Dave Meltzer hat, bro. It's not all revisionist. It's only partially come revisionist. On, come all on, right? come on. No, no. There's a lot of insightful things that Bruce hits. Look, Bru- listen, Bruce has listen. his has stories about being there. Fantastic. Every show he does, he has at least one or two bits that are very interesting. But 
when you say when you when you listen to him talk about Montreal, that's all you need to know. About, no, yeah. I, I'm listen. I don't want to hear anyone talk about Montreal ever again. All right, <laughs> Draven and I made an agreement. We're never going to bring that up ever again on KLB. We had three part series. We're never doing it again. But let me tell you something right now. What makes that show great is Conrad and his questions because he asked questions that you would never think to ask, right, to Bruce. For example, during the WrestleMania 4 podcast, he's bringing up, like, questions about marketing and, like, questions about, like, you know, was it when did you decide to do a tournament? When did you decide to go against Jim Crockett? Like, really good, okay, good Okay, questions. okay, But then what did Bruce say about when they changed the bracket? Oh, that, I just got to hearing that. He said that he said Vince changed his mind. That's what he said. About? About the brackets, because because Conrad brought that up. He talked about how the brackets changed uh, from one week to another, and he said that Vince changed his mind. What I thought was really funny was there was a bit where they they showed they printed a WWF magazine. Melter covered this too. They printed a WWF magazine right around that time that came out months before WrestleMania, and it had Elizabeth shopping, and they wrote in there, Elizabeth, um, the, the Elizabeth is shopping with WWF world champion Randy Savage. And, <laughs> and, and and then Bruce was like, yeah, somebody screwed up. So he's he's pretty honest a lot of times, bro. Mm, all right, all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your word for it. And I'll keep taking your what word for it so I, don't have, so I don't bro. have to listen to it. Um, all right, so, uh, so now let, let's talk a little bit yeah. about your experience. So we had actually talked about from the beginning of the Road to WrestleMania series that we did that you – decided to go balls out and make a, a purchase that maybe you slightly regretted when you made it just because you're you have anxiety about stuff like that but oh, i do i do know <laughs> yeah yeah i've only known you for like 15 years now i told doing i've known you for freaking like 15 years and i still haven't seen you that's no actually it's more like 19 years but yeah that's weird okay so let, let's actually go there then because that's one of the things i wanted to hit which is our boy doing from um from who who when when fight when the fight game blog was was created, um, it was me and Alan, and then Alan said, "Hey, if you're gonna do MMA, you mean me? You mean me, Alan, and you? Because now you're being a dick by not including me. No, in the I'm gonna include you. It was what me and Alan. Then Alan said, "Hey, I have a friend. If you're gonna cover MMA, like he's really smart about stuff. His name is doing. I was like, "All right, I'm in." And then I asked you to join. And then, no, I was there before doing, bro. I, I, this Don't is eat. this is not about being in order. All right, this is what just about fu- what is wrong with you tonight, bro? It's just about who was on the team. And then I reached out to Cactus Jim over the you years. You're talking to Paul Heyman tonight, bro. This is I'm shocked. Over the years, we've had revisionist history from Bruce, bro. <laughs> from Bruce, are you sure? All right, keep going. Over the <laughs> years, who else has been a part of the team? Uh, Ro- Lashley. Uh, Robert Lashley, who would write yeah. about boxing, but who I think debuted he f- tonight. He fell out of love with the sport of boxing. Um, we've had and, uh, and our boy Silva, Robert Silva. He's he's definitely in. He's definitely in there now. What about that one guy who like wrote TNA stuff for? No, like, he, one he week? was a joke, bro. He what happened joke. to that guy? Uh, hopefully, hopefully, well. Maybe he got a job at TNA like Kurt Angle told us to do tonight, bro. Maybe TNA he got a job there. <laughs> and, yeah, that was uh, garbage, bro. Don't forget about uh, none other than uh, Cadillac Don. What happened to that guy, bro? He's still around. He's, yeah, he has my Blu-rays. He's a busy guy. Um, anyways, so uh, so so Dewan had been riding with you and I for a long time. 
And, you know, Doohan is the co-host of the Fabulous Four podcast, which we still have to uh, finish that series with two more episodes left. And I've never met him in person. And so this weekend... He was. He said, "Hey, I'm going to be at WrestleMania." Well, he's from another country. I mean, that's well, yeah, why he's from Ireland. He's, he's yeah. do, at doing dub on uh, uh, on Twitter. He's from Dublin. So, I I made it a point. I was like, "Look, no matter what, my main reason for this trip, I got to meet doing because he's. I just I've I've been talking to him for so many years, and so uh, we we actually did get to meet at the WWN Super Show. He's uh, actually we're also the Progress Show." But the, the WWN Super Show, I got to sit with him, and we got to chat for for like two and a half hours. But the other thing was meeting you, and you and I, our, our paths didn't cross because That's I bullshit, left. Bro. I left, and you right when you got there. But Duan said, "Hey, Danny, if you're around, we should meet up." And I was wondering if that was going to happen because I knew that you were going to be kind of you know with your crew. And so Dewan hits me up on uh, on email today, and he says, "Guess who was staying at my hotel?" And I'll let the you tell entire I'll let, time. I'll let you tell was, the rest of the story. No, so I'm outside, right? And I'm waiting for uh, the van to pick me up, the A plus uh, a van to pick me up and drive me to the airport so I can leave New Orleans. And there's a lady, a black lady, who had driven me. Uh, to the restaurant earlier that day because I got an Uber to go to this um, Louisiana buffet. And so I went over there, whatever, and she was really cool. So I saw her pull up again. And I was like, hey, how you doing? Whatever. And she drove him in. And he goes, hey, Danny. I go, hey, what's up? I thought it was a fan. I thought it was just some freaking fanboy. And then I turn around and I see his face and I'm like, wait a minute, who are you? And he's like, do one. He go, oh my, I had a meltdown, bro. I couldn't, <laughs> I, you, know, you know, you had double take. Yeah, yeah. Because he looks like Chael Sonnen. All right, let's let's not forget that little detail. <laughs> He's tall so, as shit too. Yes, he is. He's gigantic, and and I was like, oh my god, and I wanted to talk to him more, but then the A plus guy showed up and I couldn't, and I was like, are you staying at this hotel? He's like, yeah. I was like, bro, you were at this hotel the entire time. It's like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, like I could have been hanging out with him like a lot more. No, I could have slept but, with but the look, guy, bro. But you could have. You guys could have bunked together. But uh, the cool thing is, so um, I'm glad that you got a picture with him. Um, I'm glad that I got a picture with he and Alan. Uh, you and I will have to sort of figure That's, that it, out. It's you like, yeah, it's, it's like you know what it is with you and I. It's like at the end of Force Awakens when Ray and Kylo are fighting. You know, a good Star Wars movie, <laughs> and all of a sudden the Earth splits in half, like the the, the planet of um of uh, uh whatever the hell the planet was come where on they had man this, this, is, this is your lane you gotta know no i don't care started. anymore i don't care but this is not star wars star wars died in 1983 <laughs> and so um yeah it split in half right and then that's what happened with us bro that the earth split in half well i will say that you did not come to wrestlemania in my hometown i did not go to wrestlemania in orlando which is near you that's and not so the- orlando was c- almost in the middle I mean, uh, New Orleans was almost in the middle, and we just like, cro- we didn't cross. Like, we just never crossed paths. But next, next year, it's in New York. I don't know if I don't know what's going to happen next year. Maybe maybe next year we'll we'll finally meet up. N Y N J. Well, N J is Mike Daniels' hometown, so maybe I'll go with him. Well, that that'll work. Okay, so now let, let's get back to. WrestleMania. So what is your day like Sunday morning? I heard that they actually got everyone or as many people as they could in the building uh, very early so that people could watch the first three matches. Like, How early did you get there? Uh, well, 
They well, I got there. I got there uh, not that early, but I can tell you they had a block party event with like Ric Flair and Alundra Blaze. I didn't go to that. Um, some of my friends did, but I didn't go to it. They opened the doors at like like the block party was at noon, and they opened the doors at two thirty Central Time. So. And that's good. They actually opened the doors two hours before the pre-show started, and that was very smart. Now, one thing that sucks about sitting on the floor is when the show is over, the amount of litter and trash, food, drinks, spilled soda that you have to walk through, bro, it's like freaking Woodstock. You know what I'm saying? And that sucked. Like that's one thing that sucked. And also carrying that damn WrestleMania chair, yeah. It sucked, but <laughs> did you get to take it thing. home? I I did. Well, <laughs> I have a friend of mine who's driving back to Tampa. He's gonna be bringing it for me, so it's at his hotel room. But um, yeah, it's the way you can take home. And um, basically, you know, because Uber, like, you know how when you go to a stadium, like they have half the damn roads blocked off. So we basically walked back to the hotel room to, to Mike's hotel room at the Ritz Carlton, and that was just you know it was a twenty minute walk. I wasn't tired. I was more annoyed at having to carry the chair. Like I, my body can withstand walking, but the damn chair annoyed me. Um, and then I ended up going home after that. So or not home, going to the hotel after that Sunday night. So okay, so you get there, um, ha- like the floor, the floor seats. Um, There's a different entrance to go to the floor. Totally different entrance. Right. So when when you sit down in your seats, like what do you see? Because you were like what, like fifth row or something like that. I was sixth row in the front. Yeah, and the people who were in front of us did not show up until right before the show started. So I thought about sneaking up there, but you know. Okay. So who? You so, know. So you mentioned Travis Brown. You sat near Travis Brown. How far were you away from um, when John Cena was sitting with the crowd? No, he was on the other side. Okay. Okay. He was like he was like behind like the Spanish announced guys right around there. Yeah, Cena didn't come around, but Braun Strowman did come around to our area for like a second, but it was too crowded. Oh, so you, were you sitting next to No Way Jose? Because Braun looked right at No Way Jose and was like, "Nope, you're not my partner tonight." I would have loved it if he looked at Tanahashi and did that. See, that <laughs> was if he looked right at Tanahashi and did that. But uh, no, actually, what was funny is. Uh, I was in front of No Way Jose. The NXT crew was behind us, which is freaking weird. Let me tell you why. Because for 33, I sat like in the 200 section, up, like up in the risers or whatever. And the NXT crew was behind us then too. Like I always end up getting put in front of the NXT people. I don't know why. You know, did, did you see the photo of Minoru Suzuki like sitting in the second level with the tall boy? I did not see that, but I want to see it now. Dude, how, how can you not put Minoru Suzuki like in like wherever – like? Well, how is he in the second deck or the second level or whatever? Maybe he, he didn't. Maybe he didn't want to pay for good tickets, bro. Well, why, why does he have to pay? I mean, he saw your heat. Well, do you think that Vince McMahon and Paul know who Minoru is? Well, maybe Paul knows who Minoru Suzuki is. I doubt Vince knows who that is, bro. Well, pal, we're gonna put him in a diaper and give him the nerf pinch. That's it, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? That's 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 Vince. Well, well, I feel bad for Minoru Suzuki only because he saw his boy freaking flop in, that, in his match. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, if we we'll, want. Talk, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, so uh, just a couple more questions about sort of where, where you were. So you you mentioned that you sat near Travis Brown. You were with, I talked to Travis Brown, yes. You are obviously with your boys. Um, what what did uh, – did you ask Travis any questions? Did you ask yeah. him anything about Ronda? Like what what would you talk to yeah. him about? Yeah, no, that was the first thing I said. I was like, hey – um. You know, I know. I, you know, I go. You're Travis Brown, and he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh man, I remember when you kick over him, blah, blah blah." And I was like, "So is Ronda nervous?" And he's like, 
no, man, she's ready. She is. She's excited. And, and what a mark this guy is. So obviously, <laughs> so obviously, when after the match, he goes to the back, and he's there with the kids. You know, obviously, you know. He, okay, so when she was in the ring, you know, she pointed at Travis Brown. Yeah. And one of my friends thought she pointed at me, but no, it was Travis. <laughs> And I wish. That's hilarious. She pointed at Geek though. Like, no, she pointed at Travis Brown, bro. But anyways, I'm a bigger star than Travis Brown. No, I'm kidding. But um I'm just kidding. But no, so um he was so into the wrestling, like he stayed. He didn't just go to the back to hang out with Ronda all night. He didn't do that, which you would think he did. No, he came back out, watched the rest of the matches, was into so much. He was popping at the moves. He was clapping. He was freaking he was freaking um wincing during some of the more brutal stuff. Like, you know, like the um the Lesnar Reigns match, which we'll get to that here shortly because boy, uh, there's things about that that pissed me off and it wasn't in the ring but that being said uh he's a he's a fan bro and i think he's training i think he's training i don't know for sure i didn't ask him i should have um so was there anybody else that you recognized that was sitting in those seats because if if they put travis brown there i imagine i don't know if there was other you know significant others of of uh, of some of the wrestlers or not that that were that close oh they were in the front Oh yeah, Randy Orton. I don't know if it got on camera because I have I have not seen this show on camera. Okay, I just meant on TV network. I have not seen it yet. Just letting everybody know that. But as of this recording, but um, there's a, Randy Orton's daughters were like like in the front row because after his match, he goes outside and he kisses them and all that. They were right in the front row on the hard camera side, not opposite hard camera. They were there. Um, okay, so Wale was on the right. Wale yeah. was on your right. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't talk to him about Wale Mania. Uh, there was one celebrity there that I did not recognize, but I did. Like I could not pinpoint who it was. Big dude with a beard, looked like an old football player. Like he really looked familiar. I could not put my finger on who he was. I don't know, man. That you just mentioned like every football player I've ever seen in my life. Right. True. All right. So let, let's go through some of the matches on this card. Uh, we're not going to go match by match because, you know, now it's a, a day and a half later. Um, what what did you think about? Let, let's get right to the main event, uh, because I'm, I'm very interested in. Oh, I'm I'm interested in you about it, too, Rob, but keep going. So the live crowd really shit on Lesnar and Reigns. I mean, they really literally gave them no chance from the beginning. Like, the people who say, yep. oh, yep. this was a bad match, that's why the crowd shit on it. No, they started before the match. That, they shit that on it before correct. the match started. Yes, they, they they never gave them a chance. They I thought to do one about it. They never gave them a chance. Look, look, I get it. Because I asked some people at ringside who started those chants. I was with the guys who started those chants. What's your problem with the match? And their their philosophy was that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar do the same thing over and over again. They've only had one match together. One on well, one. no, no, no. He's talking about oh no, he's talking about overall, like overall, like they're like you know even separately, like all Roman Reigns does is Superman punch the spear and that's it, and all Lesnar does is belly to bellies, you know Germans and the F five. But you, you did. I hope you told them that Stone Cold Steve Austin did three moves. I didn't. I didn't tell them that, but I, I. I basically told them what. What did you expect? Like, that. That's not the purpose. Like, it's almost like they missed the point. Like, I get what they were going for with this match. I, I like the match. I actually love the match. I love that freaking match. Again, I don't know how it's going to come off when I see it on TV, but 
I love the match. The crowd totally shat on it. They chanted CM Punk. They chanted this is awful, which they chanted this is awful during the F5 sequence, which was weird. I get that. I get it. And I think some people were mad because Roman kicked out of like six F5s or five, and then he got pinned the sixth one, something like that. But, I mean, I loved it. I loved the twist ending. Shocked the hell out of everyone. Everyone was shocked at the ending. No, because everybody knew he was leaving, but he and really wasn't did, leaving. I, did those people feel like idiots? I hope they did. I don't know. I didn't talk to them, but I, I felt like I, I, they were they, – I agree with you, dude. Like that match – and there's people who were bitching about it like on social media too that the match sucked. That people were saying it was awful. It wasn't awful. It wasn't. It, it just – I love that match. It was so like – it was what I was expecting, just real brutal stuff. Dude, Roman – take it from me because I saw it right – it was right in front of me. Roman Reigns took a pounding. This dude landed on his neck, on his hip, on his shoulders, very, very uncomfortably and unnaturally throughout the entire night. This dude took a beating, bro. So Brock wins. Uh, the crowd I, – I, I think the crowd was like, oh, I actually didn't know what was going to happen. I just, uh, waste, yeah. I just wasted all this money to boo a match that I thought I knew what was going to happen, and I actually didn't. God, I hate those people. Um, you know, it really did piss me off because, like, I was enjoying the match, dude. I was totally enjoying it. I know, knew I thought Roman was going to win, but look, I was enjoying. I, I, I didn't think it was a five star. I mean, I didn't think it was a four star match. It was like you know, it was a three and a half star but match. It was, but, 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 but it was a main event world heavyweight title match. Right. You got it, it was vi- it was violent. Yeah, it was two of the better athletes and two of the you know I, I don't know how tough Roman is in real life but he's projected as, as, as a pretty tough guy um, two of guys who were just doing whatever it took to 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 try to make this thing um, as good as it could be you know I don't know I don't know how Roman got cut but it looked like maybe it was hard him. way I mean yeah it, 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 it looked like that on TV but I, I you know I'd have to watch again to, I think to see it for was sure. hard way but man like you know that guy they they both put it on the line to entertain this crowd and for the crowd to to just be, um, you know, not even really give it a chance before it started was was really it's really piss poor. I mean, the, the, you know, I, I have I have an issue with uh, with these WrestleMania crowds, which is why partially why I don't really care about going to WrestleMania, but also why I don't go to the Raw after WrestleMania because I they, just, yeah I, I agree with you. I was going to say I think it's it's. No. The Raw after WrestleMania was a lot more fun, like in 2013, 2012, you know, 2014. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I feel like it started to get really obnoxious. Like when they started to get themselves over and the beach ball, and that's the other thing during the Reigns and, and Lesnar thing that they were throwing the beach ball around. Like I kind of see where Cesaro's coming from with the beach ball, which is funny because that stuff started on the indies, you know, um, the whole beach ball thing. But no, dude, it just, oh, I mean, again, I know people were probably tired and all that. I love that match. I mean, I feel so weird. I mean, you know what it is, bro? This is total role reversal. Remember when you were at 32? I think it was you, right? And you kept defending 32, and I kept telling you how much it sucked on TV. No, yeah, because like I, I, I said it was a fun show live. That was my point. And you were saying it sucked on TV. And actually, I haven't even watched it back. Well, of course not. Seven hours. But um, but I will watch this show back and see how it came off on TV. My favorite match 
was and by the way the lesnar thing was totally shot to everybody like nobody knew and the thing is we found out later that i guess it was they had re-signed like secretly i love when they do that <laughs> but um what i was going to tell you was my favorite match of the night was probably ronda was great i really like charlotte nasca okay i well, think well, that was my favorite hold, match. hold on to that because i want to get to the ronda match next and then the charlotte match after that the one one other thing about the brock thing so you mentioned that he uh, sort of secretly signed before the show started, and no, he didn't let anyone know. They didn't let nobody know the finish, blah, 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 blah. So secretive. Oh, well. I I feel like, and and I'm a shout-out to uh, to my, my buddy uh, David Rubio, who's the one who sent me this this uh, on Twitter. Ricky he, Rubio? No, no. Pretty close, though. Uh, uh-huh. he, he said he thinks that they just overthought the match. Like... They were so worried about yeah, Alvarez tri- said that too about tricking the the hardcore fans that they overthought it rather than just going with sort of your smart normal layout and hey maybe that doesn't work either with this crowd at at the end of the seven hours but I kind of agree that they overbooked the shit out of it and you know that they're trying so hard to keep things a secret like I don't feel like I feel like they don't have to do that like what are they so afraid of. That people are, Abrams, baby. I guess. Um, well, here's here's my my whole thing on that. So, I get what they were trying to do. This was the Tommy Dreamer. This is probably Heyman's idea. They wanted to get Roman cheered with sympathy by having Lesnar beat the crap out of him and have Roman kind of earn the fans' respect. But it's just not gonna work with that guy. It's just you know what I mean, like, and also not reason, with this crowd. I guess you're right. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they have to go from town to town. The comparison that I made on Twitter, which I think I, I was on point with, because people were already making this, you know, four years ago in, in your neck of the woods, is Lex Luger. I mean, poor Lex Luger had this happen to him twice. You know, in '88 with Ric Flair, Jim Hurd wanted to put the belt on Lex Luger to become the world heavyweight champion. That was the guy he wanted. Luger didn't get the job done at the Bash. Then he then Flair beats him at Starcade. That's the end of Luger. Like, that was it. Then in 1993, Luger comes to WWF, fails against Yokozuna, but celebrates like he won the title. Then he fails again at WrestleMania. Like, this reminded me so much of Lex Luger because now that Roman has wrestled Brock Lesnar two different times at WrestleMania in main events and not gotten the job done twice, and he got pinned by Brock at SummerSlam. Don't forget that in the four-way. When Heyman says that Roman is Brock's bitch, I mean – the only thing I can think of is they're going to do like the Goldberg thing where Roman will beat him like in two years. You know what I mean? And say, oh, this is the monkey that I can't get off my back. But will the fans still even want this guy to be the top guy in two years? Like, I agree with Alvarez, dude. I think Roman as the top guy, I don't know if they gave up on him. And I don't know what happened. I just feel like I don't I, – what are they going to do? What are they going to do now? They are going to – they should. Is he winning in Saudi Arabia? Well, they should try to experiment with him going heel, at least for a little bit. Like we've been saying this for three years now that he should be going heel. But I, I get it. You know, that they're they're a little bit different. You know, maybe it's not good for, you know, a, a guy who's so good, good to the, to the, to the babyface fans or, or to the fans as a babyface. You know, maybe it's not great for him to like turn – heal maybe he can go like i don't know can he can he go sort of heal and and and, and I, I i don't know the answer but i think they have to experiment if they still want him because like you said 
in this current form, he is absolutely ruined. Um, and yeah. there's no, yeah. Yeah. there's, there's yeah. no belief behind him. So you have to be creative. You know, they, they tried with the shield thing and then all of a sudden, you know, Ambrose gets hurt and they couldn't do it. But, you know, maybe when Ambrose comes back, they go back to the shield. Maybe he can turn heel for, you know, maybe even just six months. Um, yeah, do the Naito thing. Yeah, no, I, I I can't argue with anything you just said, because yeah, as the the big the conquering babyface, it's just not gonna happen. I almost feel like if he was a heel, and like Seth Rollins wrestled him at WrestleMania, I feel like that would work out for this kind of crowd. You've got Seth Rollins or Daniel Bryan. You've got the, the you know the the indie darling against the the company corporate guy. I think then you'd get the reaction you want, but you have to go with him being a heel. I mean, I they they even gave the poor guy mumps to try to get him some some sympathy with the fans. Well, I, I can tell you a story work. about the mumps later, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so we we hear. Uh, today, there's two stories that came out today, and we're we're talking. We have we have a lot to cover here, folks. This this is crazy. Well, we're still we're still on Monday, so uh, it, the people are going to be hearing this on Tuesday, Tuesday early Tuesday, but we're still Monday night. So we hear SmackDown is left. We <laughs> we hear early Monday, according according to Ryan Satin, who has a breadcrumb of a story which is oh here that, comes the Dave defense <laughs> well you're you got to read you like a book bro which is the fact that after the match Brock and Vince had words and Brock may have thrown the belt down either at Vince or just at the wall he and was they right, had though. words so right but there but but there like that's all that he said so he had he heard a rumor and decided that instead of find out what the story is i'm just going to post the rumor of what i heard and that was his story so it later comes out that um brock was pissed off at something maybe he was pissed off at at the crowd heat or at being booed or whatever you know brock is a very emotional guy and so it comes out later that WWE posts on Twitter that Brock Lesnar has re-signed with the company. What a what a swerve, bro! So, so are you telling me that Brock and Vince uh, worked the boys? That, so they, they, I, and that's they, what I'm trying to tell people. This is not unheard of nowadays. Okay, you know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, so so they could have they could have definitely done that, or. They're both just two emotional guys, and they were unhappy with the way that that yeah, event played out. Two friends, I mean, not friends, but you know, it happens all the time. Two guys with testosterone. You know how Vince is, bro. He ain't stepping down to nobody. He ain't stepping down to Lesnar, bro. Look, pal, you know, this riding Satan guy. Yeah, let's, let's screw it. Let's fuck him. Let's, <laughs> let's fuck him over. You know, he's, he's reporting on this shit all weekend. Yeah. So, so, so look, when you get done with the match, come back here and throw the belt at me. I can take it. I can take it. <laughs> he should have he uh, hit him with it. You're gonna pin him. One, two, three. After six, at fives. They should have. Uh, they should have recre- They should have recreated the uh, Vince and Kevin Owens moment from that 365. <laughs> They're gonna regret booing my main event. <laughs> um, okay, so that so they 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 tweet that out, and so the wonder is is that okay so. How they re-signed Brock? What does that mean for his UFC career? We have no idea what his deal is. It's weird. So, so here's my theory. Now, it's not anything that I specifically know about. I don't have any inside scoop. But here's my theory about this deal. Yeah, what, I've asked and nobody has an answer. Just letting you know. Once, once I saw what what they were doing, which is they are promoting a rematch 
for the Saudi Arabia show, which is going to be on a Friday at like noon your time, 9 a.m. my time. I'm going to watch it, though. It looks pretty fun. I'm going to try to watch it, but i got to work, so I'm, I'm just hoping I don't have any meetings. Uh, right. And so, and so uh, that, that comes out that that's, that's the match. So here's my theory. Brock Lesnar has not put himself back into the USADA drug testing pool. He needs to be in the USADA drug testing pool for six months and has to give clean tests in order to be able to fight in the UFC again. According to folks, uh, I think Dave posted it, other people have posted it, he re-signed with WWE with the caveat that he can fight in the UFC one time, which is kind of weird because what if he Well, he, he actually... already did that in 2016. Right, and so... And so the reason why I didn't think that was going to happen again is because reportedly Vince was pissed that he failed the drug test because it made the company look bad. And so the story was that or the thought was that maybe Vince wasn't going to let him do that again because he didn't because Brock failed the drug test. So now I think that Brock Lesnar extended whatever his deal is because he knows that when he enters the USADA drug testing pool, he wants to be clean. And I'm not saying that Brock is taking X, Y, and Z. I don't know. I don't know what he's taking, what he wants. And, and also what we don't know is how long is his deal? Is it another three year deal? Is it, you know, six month extension? Okay, like what so is his actual? So, so this is, this is my theory, which is there's some sort of extension. I don't think it's like the multi-year thing that people have been reporting. And he's going to have, he's going to, you know, he's going to do his last couple matches in WWE as he continues to get, you know, to get ready to re-enter that drug, the, the, the drug testing. And then he'll go to the UFC and he'll do his fight and come and, back and then he'll come back like that. Like, that's what I think is going to happen now. Um, the people who are like, oh, he swerved Dana. I, I can't imagine he does that because no, he, I don't think he so. can make five to ten million dollars in a night to fight Daniel Cormier or Stipe and then just come back to WWE and get a sweet deal that he has currently. So I don't think... So wait, are, are you telling me this man's going to enter the octagon with the universal title around his shoulder? Please tell me no, yes. No, no, no. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, no. I think he'll do the honors. I, I, I don't know if it'll be to Roman. I hope. I mean, I guess it should be to You Roman. think they might change the belt in Saudi Arabia? I think, that, I think they might do it because, look, okay... This show, for whatever reason, started as just a show and is now being booked better than everything they do outside of WrestleMania. It, it literally feels bigger than the real Royal Rumble from January. It does, right? 50-man Royal Rumble. that They announced uh, Seth Rollins and the uh, – what, what is that match? Seth Rollins. Is there a three-way or a four-way for the IC title? There's John Cena and Triple H. Yeah, There's Lesnar and Roman in the cage. In the cage. I, I forget what, whatever else that they announced. Bro, but. if Roman escapes the cage to win, <laughs> what a horrible like you know to protect Brock. Well, if you want, if you want the Lex Luger theory, how about before, no Robocop breaks the cage no, open? No, I was gonna say before before the match, they the Saudi Arabia says there, there there can be no blood in this match. If you bleed, you lose. And and Roman hits the spear, and all of a sudden he's bleeding again, and he's about to pin Brock, and they call it. They say, nope, you you're bleeding. Match is over. Lex and Rick. God. No, that's it's not just it's just I just dude, the idea of them changing the belt on a Friday morning at like. 
3 p.m. or whatever, whatever the hell, right? And I guess it'd be like 11 a.m. for you or whatever. I, I, I don't see it. I, I think Brock, if he's going to fight this summer, is going to have the championship this summer. I just don't see I, I, You know what I mean? Who's, who's going to beat him? Somebody has to beat him. Who? Who can do it? The, I mean, nobody. Right I say now. Keith Lee, bro. Keith Lee. <laughs> they didn't go with Keith Bobby Lee. Lashley, so I say Keith Lee. Bobby Lashley held uh, Elias in a, in a suplex for about 30 seconds tonight. He, he looked good, bro. I mean, he's never been a fountain of charisma, but he looked good. Um, so, so yeah, so we'll see what happens with Brock and Roman on uh, in a couple weeks on, on that show. I, I'll tell you what. I know a lot of people did not like the main event. I totally get if you didn't like Loved it. it. I, I was fine with it. I, I, I was hoping that... You know, I, I don't want to see guys get booed when they don't deserve to get booed. You know, if if the match sucks, right, dude, they got their dude. They 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 beat the fuck out of each other, bro. Did you see the spot where Roman speared him like on top of the table? Like, bro, Brock Lesnar's ass hit the freaking side <laughs> of that table. Have you ever hit like your ass on like a table, bro? And you get that bruise, like, yeah. bro, the shit hurts, bro. And they, you're right, they don't deserve it. Yeah, I, I like some people on on Twitter were saying, you know, I'm sick of Brock never being around because there are marks and they fell for the damn. Freaking Roman oh Reigns my promo. God. He but, did it again tonight, too. Roman did it again tonight. Yeah, and then Samoa Joe completely cucked him with his promo. <laughs> bro, Samoa Joe buried that man. Bro, what a. I've been telling people for years that Joe is a very underrated promo. Joe's bro. the best. Joe Joe is an amazing. He's just an. He, Joe is he really good at his talk. job. He knows what, how to talk. You bro. know You know but, what? If Joe had um, a different body, Joe would be one of the top superstars in wrestling and that's not your opinion that's wwe's well I, I mean the guy the guy just said you know the guy's not going to take steroids and he probably has bad genetics and maybe he's not great with his diet oh well but if he looked like one of those other guys that they love the look of he'd have been like the top guy oh well he has he's a whole package i mean he's a little old though i still think he's a little bit old but um the thing is yeah i know i feel like uh i love the promo but that being said no i, I it pissed me off bro because the match I mean, I, again, I get if you want a more full-time champion, but I feel like the belt is a little bit more prestigious if you don't have it defended every week. Um, and I get that they want that, but that's why we have SmackDown and NXT. You've got a full-time champion every week anyways, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. But either way, somebody has to beat this dude, and it has to be the right guy, and I don't know who that is right now. Like I, I'm looking up and down the roster. Bobby Lashley would be a logical choice because he's like Brock Lesnar. They're very similar, but... Are they going to do that? Like, is that the direction? I haven't heard that that's the direction. I mean, Daniel Bryan's the right guy, but they would never do it. I, I okay. I agree, except I don't agree. <laughs> I like Daniel, I like Daniel Bryan. He's a vanilla, don't tell me he's a vanilla midget. No, I just can't picture him beating Lesnar and having it be believable. I know he's a submission guy, but he's really small compared to Brock. He is. Very That's similar. what I'm saying. And Brock's been pushed to like hey, not sell anything. Hey, Rick, out of everything. Rick, Rick, Rick Flair beat Big Van Vader one time. It could happen. I guess you're right. I mean that. I guess I guess that's true. I mean I, I guess that is true. I, I just can't think of anyone who can beat like other. I mean Kevin Owens. No. Nope. Joe could be the guy, but Joe already Braun. lost. It's got to be Braun, right? I I guess I guess. But, but, but Braun's yeah. tag teaming with ten year olds. Yeah, the youngest world champion in the history of the business, right there, Nicholas. I'll never be top, bro. Except if 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 Matt Hardy's son Maxwell gets the, gets the belt, which could happen, uh, you know he'll be the, the youngest champion. 
I got you know I we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. I didn't like it, but Nicholas on on Raw today was 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 pretty good. He 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 was much better. Uh, the okay. son of referee John Cone. Yeah, that, that's kind of cool. But man, Jim Jim Cornette gives Kenny Omega so much shit for having a match with a doll, and like I don't he can't not give WWE shit for this one. Um, okay, so so let's talk about Ronda because Ronda was the best thing on wrestlemania at least in my in my uh she it was way better than i thought and it wasn't just like the fact that they pulled off such a fun match it was like the match was good it it was you know she just didn't you know this isn't like lawrence taylor beating bam bam bigelow where you're like oh wow like they actually kind of pulled it off like this was the best match on the show well i know you like charlotte oscar fine like you know, that was a great you, fucking match. Either bro. or to me, like I, I don't really care. But the uh, the you know Kurt and and Triple H were great. Stephanie was great. Ronda was great. Like you know when you watch someone like Ronda, they put it together very perfectly. But think of her athleticism versus any of the other women. Like compare her athleticism, Charlotte's athleticism. Charlotte can do these great flips. She can do a moonsault. She's very um, limber, but she is not the level of athlete that Ronda Rousey is. Asuka is not the level of athlete that Ronda Rousey oh, is. Oh, but Stephanie is because she knew how to reverse that damn arm bar. Oh, my God. What a what a, what a bunch of BS that was. <laughs> Stephanie took jujitsu's, bro. She learned how to reverse the arm bar from the fact that Ronda Rousey – okay. The fact that Stephanie McMahon reversed the armbar in this match, right, and yet like Liz Carmouche couldn't do it. Well, it's just because like, because you know what's going to happen. You know who trained Stephanie secretly for this match? Travis Brown. What a turn that would be. The NXT champion Shayna Baszler. That's your angle. No, I don't. Know. You know what? I, I like know. that angle. I like that angle. I, I like it, bro. So you're telling me that Kathleen Zingano, bro, can. Kathleen Zingano can't reverse the armbar, but freaking Stephanie, come on, bro. Yeah. That, Misha Tate. I just take it as, you know, Ronda was taking it easy on her. She didn't want to really break her arm. She just wanted to, her to feel a little bit of pain. Um, okay, so so I have to give it up to your boy. He was, he was not Huntor. You know, you and Draven – no, he's Paul. Uh, he was Paul. Paul. He was Paul on this on this night. You know, I, I saw a graphic that said he has the most WrestleMania losses at like fourteen. Yeah, and the most appearances, I think. Yeah. So um, that dude, he looked. Now wait a minute, time out. Paul has a few losses, but Huntor has more wins. Huntor has no WrestleMania losses. I hope you realize that. Okay. Huntor okay. is the has the real streak. Paul has lost most of his manias. Okay. Okay. So that that's a difference. I, I got it. Got it. There you go. Um, okay. So he looked like a million bucks. Like that. How does like that dude? <laughs> they they showed a picture. They showed a video of him. No, there's no way. They showed a video of him doing uh, a curl with a, with a curl bar, and like. Every vein in his arm was like exploding. I was like, "What's up with this dude? He's like forty-seven years old, and he's got like guns like nobody's business." But anyway, he's huge, bro. And Kurt Angle, bro, I was popping for those belly to bellies, and I love Kurt Angle, bro. I, I, I'm always gonna like that guy. Kurt, I'll never, Kurt, I will never say you suck. Kurt, ever. Was, Kurt was great. Hunter was great. 
And just the idea that they laid out... They didn't lay out a very easy match either. They laid out a match where Ronda had to... She um, had to be in the right place at the right time, dude. She had to have the right facials. She had to have the right timing. And they really trusted her. And, you know, she's a she's a world-class athlete. But she just... I mean, I... There was a, I think I think there was a throw where maybe she tossed Stephanie a little a little far. Um, yeah, but, no, that's what I was gonna say. That was the one part that was awkward about the match that she threw Stephanie really really far. When she picked up Hunter for that fucking Samoan drop, bro, I was like, yeah, like she's not a great great worker yet because she only had one match, but she could be. She but you don't. But you don't want her to be right because. She shouldn't be yet. She's so young in the game. Like she should be a little rough around the edges. Um, as man, long as she keeps her her demeanor, I think she'll be fine. Just just as an athlete, I was, you know, she's a great athlete. She's a UFC world champion. But in that ring, you really see the difference in, in athleticism w- with some folks, and she was amazing. So okay, so do do, do you think that Snappers McCreepy is going to be the guy who actually trains Stephanie? Who is that? Oh, I thought you knew about that. No. All right, so. Okay, so Rhonda had an ex-boyfriend named who she nicknamed Snappers McCreepy. Mm. She didn't want to reveal his real name because she might get sued. Who apparently, like, he has like naked pictures of her that she didn't even know he had. And well, he so was does leak. the so does the internet thanks to Sports Illustrated. Well, I mean, like more candid ones. And then Rousey mm. apparently said that she slapped. Apparently, like, they had this physical altercation where, like, she slapped him in the face and almost broke her hand. And then, like, he blocked the door and, like, then, like, he gets in her car and then she 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 took his hard drive. It was just one of them stories that you hear, you know. Uh, yeah, whatever. But snap if they if they bring snappers and McCreepy and that will be like when um, when, when they brought the uh, the woman who was trying to break up a uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella, like uh, who turned out to be Chelsea Green, right? Don't be. I don't even goofy. remember that storyline. Goofy like that. Wasn't that uh, the was it, wasn't it like the chick from TNA? Yeah, Chelsea Green. She oh, yeah. Lance Storm trained. She, she by the way, she's really pretty as well. Did you, um, did, was she at Wally Mania? She wasn't at Wally Mania, but I've seen her in other in other places. She's really pretty. Um, okay, so uh, so where do you, where do you think they go with Ronda tonight on Raw? Ronda armbarred Steph again. It looks like Steph is like got an arm injury. So we're, we're I think they're going exactly where we thought, man. I think she, Steph will be out for a little while. She'll come back with an army. That's what I think. Will the Riot Squad or like you know you know these like supposed tough girls? They're going to be next for Ronda. You know. Good luck. That's all I got to say. Hey, we'll see. I mean, I don't. I don't think she should. I'll be honest. The, with the way she performed, I don't think she should be wrestling on free TV. Me neither. SummerSlam. Anytime Slam. soon. Don't wrestle till yeah. SummerSlam. Well, she could do like the June pay-per-view, but. Well, she'll be I mean, at MSG. Know. She'll be at MSG for sure because they already promoted her at MSG and that's before SummerSlam. So. Yeah. And, you know, I think if she, she should eventually be on Raw. Like if they do get bought out by Fox, let's just say, or whatever, right? The first Fox Raw, she should be headlining it. That's my opinion. Absolutely. Now let, let's let, let's go into the next match because I think this relates to what could possibly be on the horizon, which is Charlotte Nausicaa. I still think, and and I know that um, on wrestling very Observer, very surprising ending by the way on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave said that he thinks Charlotte and ba- uh, and uh, Sasha may have had a better match than this one. I I can't remember that match exactly, so I'm going with this one. I was so impressed with this match 
Loved with, it. With not only I, th- I thought sh- you know sometimes Charlotte can be a little sloppy. I thought she was really good. I thought she looked great. She's thinned out a little bit. I don't know. That's kind of I don't know if I I necessarily See, think she needs to be thinner, but um, just well, well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say what irritates me about the show is that people were saying that oh the show started out being one of the greatest manias ever and then fell off a cliff. I completely disagree with that. Now I'm gonna watch it again. Again, maybe I need to watch it again on television, see how it came out. But every match, like I think what happened was that people, okay, there were no bad matches on this show. Even the freaking Nicholas thing, even that wasn't even that bad. It was just a little fun little thing. There were no really bad matches on here. And like I feel like a lot of these matches are kind of underrated in a way. Like Brian and Shane, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, yeah, I had problems, but it wasn't it was still good. Like it wasn't bad. And you know, I actually think this is going to be – I hope that at some point people go back and watch this show and think, hey, this is a pretty good Mania because it was a really good WrestleMania top to bottom. And then the fact that Charlotte and Asuka and Seth and Miz and, and Finn Balor, first two matches were great. Freaking the four-way was fun too, dude. Like the, the, the first half was definitely stronger than the second half, but it was just – there was nothing bad on here. So I think what happened was – People were expecting Nakamura and AJ to be like a New Japan style. Like it was, they were expecting that to be a five star match, right? And I agree. Or I, I, I'm sorry, I understand that. But I told you on this freaking podcast that it was not going to be that good. You said three and three quarter, I think. And I think it might be a little. It might be just a three. Yeah, maybe. You know, I, I, I think it's all based on expectation. Um, yes, yes, that's totally what it is. It, it you got to stop doing that sometimes. The, but but the problem is that when you go so long, if you have a match that is expected to be great and doesn't really fit a, or live up to that expectation, you kind of have a little bit of a lethargic crowd because you know all you know half of this audience is folks who think they know what's better for WWE than WWE thinks that thinks that, you know, and that's kind of like us too. Like we have those, those thoughts, but we don't then shit on the product when things that we think should happen. Don't happen. That's that's really a difference. Dude, I just couldn't boo that main event because they were working so hard. I mean, yeah, I know two moves. I get it, but the, it was so brutal and it was different. Like that's the thing. It was different. It couldn't be like AJ Nakamura. It couldn't be like Charlotte and Asuka. It had to be more like a a war of attrition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Totally. Okay, so Charlotte comes out, and they start off with like a really great touch in that she comes out to Rick's music, which then oh, morphs man. into her music. I thought that was a great touch. I loved that. Where was Rick at? Was he there? He was there because he well he was backstage. He took a picture with her that he posted on Twitter today. But I, I didn't. Have been with he wasn't her. on the camera. Man, um, he was probably crying. He probably was. You know, because this is. You know the the anniversary of uh, you know his son passing is somewhere That's around right. too. Is that why she went over? I don't I don't know. I mean, I think she went over just because they they think that Ronda Charlotte is a bigger match than Ronda Oscar. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that because they have a year to build up Oscar. They're going to do it next year for thirty five. So, I don't know, so, but it's too late now. She lost. So um, I, I I just liked the pacing of this match. I liked. The way that they both had offense, I liked that Charlotte was Asuka's equal. 
I like that. The submission um, stuff was great. The submission stuff was great. Um, I like the surprise. You know, th- here's the thing. Again, we I just said I just mentioned like a lot of fans get pissed off when what they think should happen doesn't happen. I was like, wow, I really loved that surprise, and it told me that a I I should have seen it coming because Charlotte is their chosen one. And well, Char- also. Also, there was a story here. I just want to say that I think a lot of these dumb fucking fat marks don't understand. Okay, the reason why this match went on second is because this was supposed to be, and I know what WWE was trying to do here, but I think people missed this. This is a bait and switch t- tactic. So Charlotte beats Oscar. Oscar says, "You know, you were ready for for Oscar, right? Puts her over." Later on, AJ beats Nakamura. People were expecting it to be the same thing, and then Nakamura turns, and that was the whole mentality WWE was doing here. Like, oh, they're doing what Asuka and Charlotte did, because the same idea, you know, U.S. versus Japan, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, but this evil Japanese man could not stand the loss, and then he betrayed AJ. So that's what they were doing here. Like, I get to look at. That's what I'm saying. I, I hope that people watch this show again in the future and really get what they were going for. Right. Uh, and really get what the, there are stories here. There's ideas here. You know, I'm like a last Jedi defender for this damn show. <laughs> you, you know? are. You very much are. Um, okay. So, so Charlotte wins with the figure eight. Um, again, I was totally fine with it because I was like, look, okay, that's that's who they think has is the best. But, but who's woman. who's gonna who's gonna be Charlotte besides Ronda? And Shayna, who else is going to beat Charlotte? I don't know. I think they should have Charlotte continue to win, and I think they should have Ronda continue to win. And maybe that's next year's WrestleMania match, or maybe they do it sooner at SummerSlam. But you know, whatever whatever it is, um, you know, they got to ride with their person, and they got to go with their person. You got to remember, they didn't even really want Oscar on the main roster. She was just going to be kind of like the NXT gatekeeper. Um, but she's so. I mean, she's so great. They couldn't. You know, if they, if they didn't see her talent they would be you know blind but um i'm fine with it because charlotte proved in this match that you know she could go and you know the funny thing is like you look at charlotte and oscar oscar's been wrestling for so many more years than charlotte so you know that was the other thing and now you know can charlotte carry or can charlotte guide ronda in a match like we'll see they have some time to sort of figure it out you know the supposedly the ronda uh kurt match with um with Triple H and Stephanie, supposedly they just practiced the hell out of that match out, and, and I believe had, it. Yeah, so so I'm totally I was to, I loved it. I, I think Charlotte. Uh, I haven't felt this strongly about Charlotte since NXT, so I was really happy with that. But was Oscar even on Raw tonight? No, I didn't no. see her. So yeah, maybe she is, she is going to go to SmackDown. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe she shows up tomorrow. But then again, they're doing the the uh, the Superstar Shakeup. Uh, next week on both shows so even all the people who debuted on raw tonight i imagine some of them are going to eventually end up on smackdown so i would love to speculate that but we don't have time okay so let's talk about since you since you kind of linked these two matches together nakamura and aj because i think people were most disappointed in this match because it wasn't the five-star classic and this was kind of you know i was a little worried about it because when you put when you put I a match, you, yeah, you, you 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 said it. You, when you put a match on the pedestal, Lazy Mora. <laughs> when you put a match on a pedestal like this, 
often it's going to disappoint more so than it's going to succeed and, and reach your expectations. Like if you set the bar at five, man, you're only setting up these guys to fail. And and, and, and AJ, but the thing is, AJ was going on Twitter and so was Nakamura talking about it's going to be a five star match. Yeah. Like AJ said, it's, "Come on, bro! Like you don't know unless you get there. What if you get hurt in the middle of the match? Yeah, you know, yeah. you never know." No, I get it. I get it. I I, I thought the match was good i didn't think it was great i liked some of the creativity in the spots i liked the way that aj got to the uh got to the styles clash um i loved nakamura's entrance that was so amazing me too me too no and it was very new japanish but you know i just mm -hmm. you know what what's gonna happen is is what happens every year at wrestlemania when a match disappoints is that they have the better match at backlash well, that could be the case, and now that Nakamura's a heel, I am more excited because now, you know, our boy Headcase was complaining about, like, this WWE not seeing anything in Nakamura, and I was like, no, the feud's just beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, him as a heel works better because the thing people don't understand is that Nakamura is actually a better heel than a babyface. If you watch that Kota Ibushi match that Jim Ross called, you know, from Wrestle Kingdom 9 or whatever, he was the heel. Even though he wasn't a villain, like he didn't cheat or, you know, he didn't do any of that stuff. Nakamura has always been like a really arrogant wrestler. Like I'm not saying behind the scenes. I'm saying like his character. He's always been really arrogant. And look at the build up to this where he's talking about AJ's too emotional. So as a heel, he does work out better. And I think they could have an even better match with him as a heel. I think the idea of Nakamura cheating and doing like dirty things to AJ might make the psychology of the match that much better. I think you're right, and I think AJ fights uh, much better as, as as a babyface sort of. You know, and that's one of the things is you have you have the babyface and babyface match. It's often hard to get heat in in that kind of match, and that's probably partially, you know, what what happened in this one as well. Um, yeah, and, and also I just the only thing I worry about is I don't know if Nakamura's who he used to be anymore. I mean, he's an older guy now. Um, obviously, I'm not saying I'm, I'm all the jokes about Lazy Mora. He might just not. I hate to say this, but he might just not have it in him anymore. He's, he might just—he's a little older, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. But I, he's 38. But people want him to like work New Japan style, and I think I think people were expecting this to be on New Japan's level, and I think AJ wanted it to be like that. But it can Nakamura really knock it out of the park every night? Like, not everybody has like that willingness to do that every single night. You know, you're gonna have an off night. It just so happened that with him, it's been you know, about a couple years because really. I didn't even like his Bobby Roode matches, bro. Like, I didn't. I, I don't think Nakamura's delivered at all, except for the Sami Zayn match, and that one SmackDown. I think a Randy Orton match is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what what did you think Okada and Tanahashi thought about the whole thing? Like, those guys work <laughs> so hard uh, in New That's Japan. That's their boy, man. And they and they get to see Nakamura wrestle a somewhat, you know okay match but nakamura didn't have to you know work his ass off like and don't did. forget aj worked with those guys too for like three four years mm -hmm. you know so i think they were i think I, I mean i don't know those guys personally so i couldn't tell you that's a question for dave i mean i i would assume that they probably wish they could go in there and do one themselves that's all i can think of i don't think they would be look I don't think they would be so arrogant to say we can do better because that, that would be very arrogant you, you know what i'm saying i mean i don't know i don't know these guys um, okay, so we don't uh, like we said we're not going to talk about all the matches. Uh, I thought. Um, well, did you want to talk about Undertaker? Yeah, we're, we're going to get to that one. Um, Seth Rollins, Miz, and Finn Balor. I thought it was really good. I thought it was a great opener. Um, you, you already you already talked about Rude, Rusev, Mahal, and Orton. You thought it was fun. It was good. It was 
Um, so let's actually get to uh, the John Cena and the Undertaker whole shtick. I uh, told people it was going to be a squash. And that Taker was going to squash him, and I was right again. Put that in the Geek Them is right folder. So do you think that they did it like that because Taker si- simply can't really have a long match? or like Because it was all shtick with Cena and, uh, and Elias um, up until the match, and then, like you said, it was a squash. So I kind of wonder if that was the plan all along simply because Taker was like, look, man, I cannot do even, a, even an eight-minute match. I disagree because he looked great. I think the hip surgery went well. Dude, he was moving like a damn cruiserweight. I thought he looked great. But but it, okay, if that is the case, why don't you do a hard hitting eight to ten minute match? Because you know, I think I, I, a couple reasons. Number one, well, three reasons. Number one, I think they wanted to once again shock the crowd. I think they were going for shock value this year with Oscar Nakamura and and Brock winning. Because that, that three, and that is four surprises, right? I think that shock value was a big – I really think so. They wanted to fuck with the fans. Same thing with Strowman and Nicholas. Like That's like five surprises. I mean we knew about Taker, but we didn't know it was going to be a squash. Nobody knew it was going to be a squash except for me. And so he squashes <laughs> him, right? And, and I think – again, number two, they could do a rematch next year where Cena says this time I'm going to be ready for you. Taker was playing mind games with him. Yeah, and then number three, which I hope they do, which I tweeted about earlier, is they could have a really compelling storyline here where John Cena for the past several months has not been able to get the job done. He lost to Roman Reigns. He lost the Royal Rumble, lost the Chamber, lost the six-way, Cena, and lost to, to a retired broke. Because remember – Lost his bachelorhood. That's the biggest loss if you ask Draven, but he <laughs> – so remember the promo he cut on Roman, bro, when he said, you know, you wrestled a guy with an artificial. Remember how he buried Taker in that promo? It's like, well, guess what, bro? Roman beat him and you lost to him. Yep. You lost to a retired 89-year-old Undertaker who looks like Walter White. And <laughs> and the story could be, do I have it anymore? If they wait, really want to do something Does this compelling. mean that you've watched Breaking Bad? I have. Not all the way through, though. Oh, Don't okay. spoil it. Okay. I love that show, by the way. I, I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I did. I didn't realize it was a dark comedy until I started watching. I was like, wow, this is a dark comedy. And Draven's like, yeah. And I'm over here thinking it was like a, a more of like an actual serious show, like The Wire, like Lost. It's like, no, it's a dark comedy. Like, yeah. oh, I get it. But anyways, um, so I'm just saying, like, if they really want to do some good, compelling storylines, which I don't know if they're going to do this or not, because they're, they're almost afraid. I feel like when Cena was the top guy, they were afraid to do this kind of thing. But now that he's not top guy anymore, they could do it where – he questions himself. Now, you and I talked about this in 09, them doing this storyline with Jack Swagger. Like, he God, wonders, how do you even remember that? Because that was a great idea, and I remember all my great ideas that never happened. And, uh, and again, with Wade Barrett, like they could have done it to where Cena does it. He's questioning himself. Like, I can't beat Roman Reigns. Fine. He's a tough guy. I can't win the Rumble. 30 guys. I get it. Six-way, six-way. But I can't beat this old Undertaker guy. Like, he's the Undertaker, but he's old. Like, why can't I beat this dude? And then you have a, an interesting storyline you could build up to a, either a 17th title reign or just, a, you know, just him kind of, you know, just him, I guess, coming back and, and having – and eventually winning. Eventually winning, you know? Well, I will say Cockblockers did about $21 million this weekend, and I will probably see it 
sometime this week. I, I don't know exactly when, but I'm really happy you called it cock blockers. That's what it's. That's what the movie's called. I know, but nobody wants to call it that. It's like it's like with Chronic 2001, how people kept calling it 2001, even though the Chronic Leaf is on the CD cover. It's like no, bro, it's Chronic 2001. <laughs> Dr. Dre, you idiot. The sequel to the first album, and freaking and freaking uh, 2001. No, it's cock blockers. Yes, I appreciate you calling it cock blockers. Do you think? Uh what do you think Rock's movie is going to do next week, Rampage? Who, wh- wh- which movie do you think does the most box office? Boy, that's going to be a dick measuring contest. I think Rampage will win, bro. I think nothing can stop Dwayne right now. Dwayne is on fire, bro. And I'm not going to lie. Seeing him in that Page movie promo popped me because he brought out all the 1999-2000 freaking Dwayne jokes. Which I, we haven't heard that those in years, bro. He said he even said, you know, shine it up real nice. When was the last time we heard him say that, bro? I don't know. I think he just won the Wrestling Observer Promo of the Year, though. Already? Just off of that that no, movie alone. Samoa Joe on Raw <laughs> might have won the freaking Promo of the Year, bro. I don't know, man. Uh, okay, so quickly, um, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. I don't, we don't really need to talk too much about that match. Uh, you I'm me- not like most girls. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned Cesaro and Sheamus and Strowman and Nicholas. The only thing I'll say is I hated the shit out of it, and then you told me that the crowd loved it. So I'm like, well, what can I say? They you know? did love it, yes. I hated it too, though. But I didn't hate it like it was a bad match. It was like just a little – it was bad for Cesaro and Sheamus. But, you know, they're going to get those belt backs maybe, maybe. I mean well, I don't know. Are, are they going to be able to beat uh, the great team of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt? I don't know, but Brother Nero's back in. I hope they have a stable, bro. Please give me a stable of like the the, the misfit toys. But yeah, um, I actually really want Matt Hardy and, and Brother Nero or Brother Bray to win this freaking thing. You know, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, okay. And I, I look forward to it. The only other match we didn't talk about was the Bludgeon Brothers squash, which you know, that's that, the match where people buried that match. Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. It was okay. I mean, it was, I sort of expected that to happen. I'm kind of a little bit bothered. Not not bothered, but the Usos, you know, the whole story was, ah, oh, you know, we're finally going to get our WrestleMania match. That was it. Um, so uh, Yeah, good for them. So the only other match that I wanted to talk about was the Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Because I, what did you think about the psychology of this match? Because I think... The psych- the way that the match built, I it knew what they were worked. going for. It should have worked. It, it should have worked a little bit better than it did, but it just did not work for this crowd. Well, I blame Shane McMahon's punches, bro. Oh what about the fact that God. Ronda Rousey, Ronda's punches look more realistic than Shane's, but yet for some reason I just don't believe that Triple H take that many Ronda Rousey punches. Look, I've said before on this show that I could whoop Ronda Rousey's ass. Did you tell right. Travis Brown that though? I should have. Fuck, man. I should have told him that. He would have kicked me in the face, though. See, I don't know about whooping his ass, but <laughs> then again, he's lost four fights, bro, so he's already a broken man. So maybe I, I'm not broken yet, bro. Did he, did he lose a fight to Alicia Fox, though? Okay, so <laughs> all right. all I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this, okay? I was told that she was very inebriated Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she got sent home for that reason. Ryan Satan reported that. I'm not saying that. But I did get confirmation from someone that she was hammered Saturday imagine. night. I can, I can and, and the thing is, you don't want to do that on WrestleMania weekend, man. You just don't want to. You got to be responsible. Here, Here's the dumb part, okay? Travis Brown is not going to do anything 
to Alicia Fox. But who is Travis Brown married to? That was the joke that was made. Oh, the my bill. God. Right? Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, Ronda's a, a black belt in judo, so if Ronda, like, breaks her arm, she can get arrested. It's like a lethal weapon or something like I that, guess, right? I guess. Well, uh, unfortunately, Victoria Crawford got sent home, and that's too bad. You think she was supposed to win this thing and then said they gave it to Naomi? I, I don't think she was going to – I don't think she was cleared to be in the match. That's that, I, That's what a lot of people have reported is that she's still hurt from uh, when she got injured practicing right. the Royal Rumble. That's right. OK. Well, there you go. Um, OK. So so back to Brian. Uh, so you're blaming the whole lack of heat, at least early on, on Shane. Uh, well, I just think that – OK. You and I talked about it. Like I think that I get the idea – but it's not what the crowd wanted. Right. I don't think the crowd wanted that. I think the crowd wanted Daniel to go in there and wrestle with Owens and Zane and really do a lot of that classic Brian Danielson wrestling. I think they wanted that, and I think they got it too late in the match. I mean, again, I know what they were going for because that's classic like babyface heat. I just think that it was – again, I respect them for trying different things on this card because the card had a lot of variety. I just feel like the crowd just didn't want this. They wanted him to go out there. I feel like, okay, the match was 15 minutes. They could have shaved it down to about seven and people would have been happier and just had Daniel Bryan go in there and just work his ass off. What do you think about uh, Owens and Zayn losing the match and then having to show up on Raw tonight? I love that idea. And then they got counted out. And they're going to, I don't know what they're going to do to write him back in, but they're going to probably go to Raw. I mean, I just like, you know, what I would like. Bray and Matt win the tag belt, and then you have Bray and Matt against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That'd be great, dude. I, I would actually enjoy that feud, as weird as it sounds. Um, okay, so did you notice any of the changes in Daniel Bryan's style? I didn't. So what, the, what did the, the, there, there was only I, I noticed. So okay, so what 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 does uh, Morrow call the move where Daniel dives between the top rope and the, and the second rope? Tope. Okay, the tope. Um, I guess that's what everyone calls it, not just Morrow. I, I always call it the dive between the two. Morrow, look. All right, let me just say something about Morrow. Morrow. You're going to cut a promo on Morrow? I am. Look. Oh, man. I've been a fan of Morrow Ronaldo for 13 years since Pride Fighting Championships. He was amazing in Pride. He's kind of long in the tooth right now. You think? And, dude. Comparing the fucking you North American ladder match to the Infinity War, bro. All right, like, <laughs> I'm watching it. And I'm like, you are comparing. I didn't even catch that, dude. I texted my friend about how I was so offended. You're comparing Ricochet, who I respect, who was the highlight of that whole show until the main event. I get it. Ricochet is awesome. You're comparing him to Thanos. The Lord and Master of Space and Time who decapitated Galactus? Are you serious? Like I like, like that this is what offends he's you. He's out of his mind, bro. He's, he, he, I think he's actually lost his mind. Oh, man. Poor Moro. JBL must have beat him in the head against the locker too many times, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he, I think he tries to stay current, maybe a little too current. Uh, oh. To use a lot, a lot of he, sometimes his music references are, are pretty interesting to me, but uh, but hey, you know, he so tries. you agree that he's a little long in the tooth? Then I don't think he's long in the tooth. I think he's trying to stay almost too relevant. 
uh, sort of like the anti Jim Ross, right? Because Jim Ross's whole thing is like he's like he doesn't give a shit if he's relevant or not. He's just gonna call well. You see, Dave, in you know in America we call it a frog splash, <laughs> but uh, in Japan they call it the flow five five. <laughs> and then Dave's like, um, high fly flow, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what about when he told Maria? This was a KLB story when he told Maria and Mike uh, Bennett, "Oh, you guys, you guys think you're gonna last, huh?" I'm on my third. I'm on my third marriage. You guys think you're gonna last? Oh, you know what? You probably will. He's straight up told them they think he's gonna get her gonna get divorced, bro. Why was cast? Oh man. Um, now, that means that all the stories that we heard from Tom Zenka about him were true, bro. It's all true. Okay, so uh, so that that so so if you were to give your live experience of WrestleMania, now you've been to three, four live manias. Uh, this is my fifth one. Oh, fifth. Okay, twenty four, so, twenty eight. So rank, rank, rank them. Rank. I want. I want to see where where you would rank you this mean, one. What do you mean? I mean like quality or as yeah, far r- as like any, your, what what you thought was the best and what you thought was the worst. Live or just overall show? I mean, you were there live. It's not I about think, watching it on TV. I think thirty was amazing. That's my that that was one of the best WrestleManias ever. Thirty. That's number one. I would say number two is probably 34. I would say no. Number two is 24 because you had the best money in the bank ever. You had Edge Taker. You had Ric Flair retiring. You had um, that awesome three-way. So you know what? And you have Floyd Mayweather. So I would say, yeah, I would say 30, then 24, then 34, then 33, then 28, which is funny because 28 had The Rock and Cena, but, you know, that show just doesn't age very well. Like, it's it's not a bad show. It just does not age too well. Like, when you watch it now, it's like, okay, Rock and Cena was good, but, you know, it was okay. It was – Jericho and Punk was also, like, problematic, and we broke that down on 30 for 30 already, so. Yes, so um, – and you can find all those 30 for 30s uh, on uh, the Fight Game podcast feed. Thank God you archived them, brother. I Jesus. did. I did. I have them. Um, okay, so that, that's WrestleMania. You know, I, I think um, – I, th- I think this – uh, at least on TV, it was very similar to 33, which was I was fired up in the first half of the show thinking it was going to be one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, and then the second half – a lot of it was the crowd. A lot of it was just stuff that didn't work. I didn't hate the show. I liked the show. I just didn't like it as much as I thought I was after that great first half. But that's what I felt about last year, too. So uh, some of it might be the seven-hour thing. You know, maybe they need to split it up into two days or, or, or whatever. But, um, you know. It, it was long. It was long, but I felt good. Like, I felt like last year was longer, even though it probably wasn't. 33 just felt like it went on forever. Well, what did what did, what did uh, Mike Daniels think? He loved it too. We talked today before I hop on the flight. He loved the show. Like the show was the show was awesome live, dude. It was awesome, but also we had great seats. We were surrounded by great people. You know, I got to meet his family or his wife or whatever. I didn't meet his whole family. Um, I got to meet Lawrence Guy's family, um, his wife and his daughter. You know, they, she brought she brought her, she brought her daughter to the show. Um, you know, so it was just, you know, it was, yeah, it was great. It, it really was. And ultimately it was a great show. I mean, it wasn't as good as 30, like, cause 30 had like awesome, like 30 had Daniel Bryan in the three way and Daniel Bryan and the Daniel Bryan triple H match, you know? Um, by the way, did you see that stat about how 
Triple H's matches for the past eight WrestleManias have been the longest ones in all of WrestleMania. I don't know if you, if, you, if you saw that. I did see that. Yeah, he did. His Wait, are. so but, but is that Huntor or is that Paul? It depends on the year. Huntor and Paul both have long matches. It just depends on who who's the harder worker. I think Paul works the harder harder than Huntor, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm. But that being said, yeah, I I just I love the show. Um, and, and again, it, I, it, I you know again w- like when I left the movie theater for Last Jedi, but backwards like people <laughs> people di- people didn't like the main event. What? Okay, here's the ultimate question. What did LaRocca think about the main event? You know what? LaRocca has not watched it yet. Oh man, I would love to hear his thoughts because he books a lot of big strong guys. So I figured that that's right up his alley. But the thing is, what what pisses me off is what were they expecting? Like Roman Lesnar, yes, that's the kind of match they have. Would I like them to have more moves? Sure. Did you I want them to do? Uh, did you want Draven them to make some, fun of me over it? Some chain wrestling. I don't know about that, but I did. Why didn't Brock bust out the Kimura? Like, we didn't see that. Like I, I, you know, people. Somebody told me the other day that Brock. From 2012, 2014 was awesome, and then from 2015 to now isn't, and I can't disagree with that. He has been declining as far as match quality goes. I and I don't know if it's his fault or if it's the agents telling him to change his style, but I feel like before when he was doing the Kimura yeah. and all these different things, it was just yeah, it was just better. Like you know, CM Punk match, the Cena match, you know, Triple H match, they were all pretty good. You know, they were all pretty good. Then, like, the Big Show match was, like, whatever. Like, I don't even know why they even bothered. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, um, I I liked it. I really did. Okay, let's quickly wrap up some of the stuff that happened on Raw just because it happened and we should probably talk about it. And But we should end this because we're already at, like, an hour 30. Um, Okay, so uh, Raw debuts tonight. We mentioned uh, Blaster Lashley. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, he, he suplexed uh, – what's this guy's name? Elias. I thought he was going to be the, in, in a main event program, bro. He may be. He may be. May, maybe yeah, he – Yeah, you're right. Maybe they move Elias to SmackDown. You're right. You're right about yeah, that. Yeah. I, you know, Elias is great except um, once, in the ring. once the bell rings. And then it's a little bit of a different story. But um, so I, I forgot who I was talking to at Mania Weekend. But they were saying that – oh, I know who it was. By the way, real quick question: Have you seen the Hall of Fame? No, I did not. It was. It's the, all right. With all due respect, I respect the, all those guys. The worst, worst, worst Hall of Fame ever. Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> Skip it. Ivory. The thing is, I feel so guilty because Ivory was awesome. Jeff Jarrett's awesome. Goldberg was even really inspirational, but it was the worst Hall of Fame ever. Uh, like I'm glad. That's too bad. That's too bad. Um, yes. I, I know who I was talking to. Your boy, Pat Laprati. Oh man, well, I can't wait for him to call back in. It was a pleasure to meet you, and we. I'm going to write a book about the weekend. Um, he said that. Um, yeah, I think he was talking about the honky tonk man. Something about. Did you meet Hoovy, by the way? I did not. I did not meet Hoovy. There wasn't. There wasn't. There wasn't any luchadors. I don't think at. at That's Wallet too Man. bad. Oh man! What what happened to Court Bauer, bro? I thought he was all all in with those guys. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, he, he Pat uh, Pat Laprati was talking about. Uh, he was talking about I think the Honky Tonk Man, something like you know Honky Tonk Man was basically like yeah you know you have to come to this, but you know I I, I basically maybe he broke even or whatever like, and and so I, I basically said well 
you know, that's what happens when Elias steals your gimmick. You know, he, Elias is technically kind of like the new Honky Tonk Man, right? I, I, I yeah, I, I mean, kind of. But Honky Tonk Man was more of a cartoon character. I think Elias sure, becomes sure. less and less like him. Yeah. For sure, for sure. But um, but yeah, you know, Elias could move to SmackDown. Or I mean, I actually like his act. His act is good. It gets heat. Uh, but when he's the fall guy for John Cena and Blaster Lashley on two shows in a row, that probably tells you about where he's slotted. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And then we had the Authors of Pain. Authors Dude, of Pain. I'm so disappointed. Why did they get rid of Precious Paul? Bro, you got Heyman there. Precious Paul is a great fucking promo. Why did they get rid of Precious Paul, bro? Oh, my, I'm mad. I'm actually mad about it. Yeah, I, uh, whatever. Uh, no Way Jose, who I imagine will be main eventing WWE main event fairly soon. I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I That's another one of those Adam Rose guys. It works in NXT, does not work on the main roster. Look, I, I, oh, and we I should, like him. We should, I was just going to say, we should also discuss briefly the worst turn in the history of the business. Roderick Strong turning heel on NXT <laughs> was the stupidest. I was Because somebody texted <laughs> me, they're like, oh, it was a great turn. And I, I was behind on my stream. And I said, that's the stupidest fucking turn I've ever seen. His partner's about to win the titles. He beats he, – he turns on him. And then Mauro Ranallo, another – the rocket scientist, Mauro Ranallo was like, he did it because he wanted to be a champion. But his partner was – had the guy pinned. It was fucking dumb. Sorry, but Paul – Paul did not do a good job booking that. I'm so, sorry. So it was I, bad. I imagine – you, you, you. Even if you don't watch every week, you, you're in the know about the storylines for NXT. It felt to me like this was like one of those long storylines that they do, but like you kind of forget about like how it started, so it didn't really have the impact that it should have had. Um, because I don't remember there being any heat between Roddy well, and uh, and Pete Dunne. Well, not not between Roddy and Pete Dunne, but originally. Um, those guys had asked Roddy to be a part of their group, and he turned them down. So that's I think that's where it stems from. But 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 what's his motivation? Why would he suddenly join them when his partner was about to win titles? It's dumb. Yeah, I mean I don't know about that part. I I think he's he's kind of like the um, dumbass. He's a dumbass. You know, he's kind of like the he's like the gatekeeper of NXT. He like gets to a certain level and he just hasn't won the big one. So now he's with the cool group. Like he, you know, they're they're gonna help him get to that next level. I think that's you, what it is. You do realize I have seen more Roderick Strong main events than any other wrestler in my life. FIP. You know that, right? Huh? FIP. That's right. He was the champion of FIP for like two years, and I watched him main event every single month. Every month, you know, I hung. Uh, you know this, but I, I hung out with that guy for like an entire night. Well, he's part of the fucking what's the name of the damn Belton team? Vigity. He's a yeah, team Vigity. Team Vigity. Guy, or he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's my age. He's from my town. You know, he's. I guess he's a bigger star than me, but I don't. I don't know. It depends on who you ask. But no, that being said, he, not, he's, not he's not bigger than you. If you talk about the guy who who said that Rhonda pointed to you instead of her own husband. No, that guy. No, that guy was smart, bro. I mean, <laughs> but Travis Brown's so much bigger than 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 a lot of people. He's a huge guy, bro. By the way, have you seen Lawrence Guy, bro? Lawrence Guy looks just like Braun Strowman, except not as not as like ripped. No, I I I, I don't even know who that is. That's the, the from the Packers, man. The guy who I hung out with. Well, I thought you said he was from the Patriots. 
No, that's Mike Daniels. I hung out with the, the Packers and the Patriots. Lawrence Guy. Google him. He looks just wait, like Braun okay, Strowman. Wait, hold on. I think now you're mixing up your guys. I thought I thought your boy Daniels was from the Packers. He is. Okay, so so then Mike Lawrence- Daniels plays for the for the for the for the Green Bay Packers. Lawrence Guy plays for the New England Patriots. Okay, so you- and Vinnie Curry played for the Philadelphia Eagles, the champion Philadelphia Eagles, but he got moved to um, uh, the the Buccaneers. Sorry, sorry, Vinnie. Okay, Lawrence Guy, defensive end for the Patriots. Okay, got it. Look at uh, yeah, look at his look, look at his picture though. He looks exactly like Bra- like uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah, he does look a little bit like Brock Strowman. Wait, was he the guy? So, because you, you were on that video of what the undisputed was it undisputed? That, that's uh, that's the, the LeBron James. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was on there because because undisputed told him to do like videos that night for some reason. I, I wasn't part of that deal. It, it, that's called uninterrupted, by the way. Not uninterrupted. That's what it was. Not undisputed. Yeah, but undisputed is like a wasn't that a uh, like a, a TV show or no? Uh, I think it's but the contender uh, was a TV show. Yeah, it's it's an ESPN. Undisputed is an ESPN website, but um, okay. So Lawrence guy, because so people can actually look this up. Uh, he did like a one minute video about WrestleMania. That's and right. You were on it. All you had one line, and you didn't screw it up. Unlike I said the, WrestleMania. Unlike the Dave Batista video. Uh, yes. I, but, that is correct. Unlike the Dave Batista video, <laughs> that that is correct. See, now that I'm in with these guys, though, maybe Batista will invite me over to his house some cookies and shit. You know, it's funny that I told people that he lived right next to me, and people don't believe me. And there's the evidence. Like he literally, I could walk to his house right now. Bro, if Batista is inviting you over, he's not inviting you over for cookies. I like how you said you're like, if you want to hang out with him, you're gonna have to go out and like, you know, hang out with a bunch of hot girls. And I was like, I'm fine with that. Well. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm fine with it. I don't know if I can hang with Dave Batista, even though he's like 46 years old, bro. I don't know if I can hang with him, but no, man, no. yeah, I have to oil up my nipples, bro, like Randy Orton did. <laughs> you know, that was the line that you said, bro. That Randy Orton took more time oiling up his nipples than Daniel Bryan and Sheamus at WrestleMania 28, 28 bro. You know, and it's true. Oh man. Okay, back quickly. Ember Moon also debuted. She tagged him with with Nia Jax tonight. She actually hit her. Hit her finisher on Alexa. Um, she looked good. It's about time. It was about yeah, time. She looked good. Um, did you? Th- what did you think about her and Shayna ba- Blazer? Ba- Baze, I can never say her now. It's Blazer. Baszler. Shayna Baszler. The match was good. It wasn't great, but I thought the psychology in the match was was excellent. Yep. Totally great story. That's what made NXT great. Every match told a different story. Yeah. That. that I, I think. Can't I can't even believe. I cannot believe they put freaking Aleister Black over. I think that Andrade Cianal was coming up. I love uh, Andrade Cien Almas is my favorite NXT superstar ever. It's hard to like not agree with you on that. I, I mean, love that I, guy. My favorite was Roderick Strong until that dumb turn. No, <laughs> I, I think my favorite is is Ricochet, but that's because of his stuff before. You know, oh, NXT. I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna be a humongous star. I hope it doesn't get stuck on 205 Live, bro. I think that irritate the fuck out of me. What about the fact that they said that? Okay, another Mar Ronaldo classic, bro. They said that Ethan Carter the third EC3 is from is is from a rich family, and I'm like, okay, this makes sense because he's member in in the canon world of wrestling. Ethan Carter in TNA canon is Dixie Carter's nephew. Yep, that was the storyline. Then they're like, "Oh, he's from a, a family of, of of rich a rich family that owns restaurants," and I'm like, "What? Couldn't they have said like if they didn't want to say Dixie Carter? Couldn't they have said like you know a, a rich family or one that owns like 
an electric company or something like i just i was like what like so why even call him ethan carter if he's not going to be the carter yeah i don't know i i i, I don't know what they're all I mean, is trash bro I, he was i mean that's not his line right like that's something that he that was written that he had to say i don't know i don't know if it was all right so so the other thing that happened on raw page retired which was pretty sad um Though we know, you know, we, anyone who knows her story knows that she is not physically able to continue competing. I wonder, I really wonder what she's going to do. Um, it it kind of sucks when your whole life is wrestling and now you can't wrestle anymore. I hate to bring this up, but I mean, that did <laughs> suck. But you know what, what I'm about to ask you? Yes. What happened to our boy Al Rodriguez, bro? Because he, he no show TNA. And then, like, this, there was like conflicting stories that he was sick. And then somebody else, like, yeah, he was drunk off his ass and puked all night. I don't, I don't that, know if he was drunk, but I think he has, he has some uh, similarities with Conor McGregor. Oh, huh, well, that's, that was the real story of the weekend, but we're, we don't have time to talk about that. I just want to say this look, I, as everybody knows, I had a man crush on Al Rodriguez for years. I, the last three years of his life have been very rough and I feel like he's kind of, I mean, I'm not going to say I lost respect for him, but he's been on the decline. You know what I'm saying? Big time. Yeah. I mean, he's got a, he probably has a bit of a problem. When I heard that he was supposedly drinking and that's why he no showed, I was like, there's no way WWE's going to sign that guy. Here's the thing, folks, for those of you out there who don't know, New Orleans is one of the old Louisiana. I think it's Louisiana. One of the only states that has 24-hour open bars and you're allowed to drink on the streets. Like most places you can't drink like walking on the sidewalk. But in New Orleans you can. So they encourage you to get drunk. And it's one of those things where if you're if you're an athlete, you have to resist the temptation, dude. I I yeah. I, I, I don't know that world, but I, can I don't imagine. drink either, bro. I don't drink either. Well, no, but I, mean, I, I mean, I drink, but I just don't. I, I, I don't do it to. I don't. You know, I'm not. I'm not someone who does stuff to excess. So. Yeah, I just. I'm just saying that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> All right. So, um, last thing, I guess we kind of talked about it. The greatest Royal Rumble show in Saudi Arabia is happening in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> we're both gonna try to watch it. It looks like a pretty big show. Uh, I. It's 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 an odd one, but uh, you know. You yeah, know, they're, they're calling it the greatest Royal Rumble. Does that mean that the other one wasn't that great? Like that's a weird name for a pay per view, well, dude. You, you, I mean, you, you and you, they have the Christmas colors. And it's April. You've done the math, which is normal Royal Rumbles are thirty men. They had a had one. They had one forty man Royal Rumble. So of course, if you do the greatest Royal Rumble, it has to be fifty guys. It's just weird that they're doing another. Ro- Another rumble, and it's only been like three months. So who who are they adding to this match? I mean, it's going to be both Raw and SmackDown, but do yep. they got to add yep. like NXT guys. Like have to. they have to, they have to. And here's the thing: every title or those seven titles are going to be online. Universal title. Um, they're doing a ladder match: Joe, Finn Balor, Miz, and Seth Rollins. That, um, that match, could yeah. be awesome. That and then be we, great. We know the U.S. title, the, the SmackDown tag titles, the Cruiserweight title, the Raw tag titles, and the WWE title is going to be on the line and Cena and Triple H. So really, it is looking like it could end up being like the second or third biggest show of the year. And I think it's in um, it's in that King Abdullah International Stadium. 
Uh, I don't know if you know about that stadium, but it's big. Like it's a sixty-two thousand seat stadium, but that's without the, the you know the, the the bottom part, like the um I guess the floor yeah. or whatever. So it could be another. So they could have like this is crazy. If you take WrestleMania and this show, they could have like one hundred fifty thousand people or whatever, one hundred twenty thousand within like the same month. Two shows. You know what I'm saying? That that is that's kind of crazy. Now let me. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, King Abdullah Stadium that you're saying. Yeah, it's so beautiful. So bro. Capa- capacity is sixty two thousand two hundred forty one, and it looks it, like that's for maybe for soccer. So yeah, maybe they can they can get more people. And so and and I think legit they probably had sixty five thousand people in uh, in New Orleans last night. Hundred twenty k in in a month and two shows and that that's I, it's I guess they really want to make this a big deal. It's like that one um, Australian show they had where it was Brock Triple H and Rock from like O two. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was like Rebellion, I think it was, and they had it in that big stadium. Yeah. I, anyways, wasn't yeah, Hogan, this is gonna be like a, a WrestleMania. Wasn't Hogan supposed to be on that show? Hogan was, and then he didn't. He didn't. Was he on that show? He was. I think he. I don't remember, bro. Honestly, Rebellion two thousand two was it the show? Let me look real quick. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Rebellion two thousand two. No, that's a different show. Oh, okay. Rebellion O two was Lesnar and Heyman against Edge in a handicap match. I have no memory. What sh- what the fuck was the name of the yeah. show in Australia, dude? <laughs> I don't know. It had a different name. It had a different name. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. Brock Lesnar versus the rock versus triple h global warning okay. that's what it was called yeah global warning 2002 yeah that yep okay sorry i got it now colonial stadium in melbourne all right i think uh, i think we're about tapped out you are just have to get some sleep i have to get some sleep what a long crazy but fun weekend we all you're just gonna had. think I'm, you're gonna think i'm a pussy but this was actually my first time ever flying alone I knew that, I, 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 and I thought you would have some anxiety about it. I did, but once I figured out that luckily every airport has arrows pointing to where you want to go, it's fine. <laughs> and, and boy, that that New Orleans airport, bro, not very impressed. They're building a new one though, so yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, so that is it for the Road to WrestleMania series for 2018. If uh, if we do it again next year, it'll it'll be probably the same sort of uh, collaboration between the Fight Game Podcast and World of Geekdom, which I think has worked out very well uh, for us this year. Uh, but for the last time, this is Double G for Big D. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Bye.